You are listening to the Next Play Podcast, the playbook for high-performing leaders who want to exceed their full potential. From walking on the Ole Miss football team at 5'7", 150 pounds, and earning a full D1 scholarship, to coaching thousands around the world and working with massive organizations like IBM, I've learned countless lessons that I'll be sharing right here with you. Join me as I interview some of the most successful people so you too can learn how to focus on always moving forward by deciding, planning, and executing on the next play relentlessly. What's going on? This is Richie Contartesi, also known as Relentless Richie, here with the Next Play Podcast. And today I have an amazing guest, Susan Gifford. She's absolutely amazing. She's a servant leader. She's the culture and development director at Touchstone Media, which was a company that I had uh, the honor to speak with a few years back. She's got her master's of science of integrated marketing communication at West Virginia University. She is a certified SHRM professional, but ultimately she, she focuses on increasing the performance of her team, the leadership and the culture and development. So this is going to be an awesome, awesome uh, podcast. If you want to increase your own performance or you're looking to increase the performance of others around you. So let's jump right in. All right. So super excited to have you here, Susan. Thank you so much for, for being here. And I'm excited to hear about your story and what you've done, because you've done some amazing things as a leader and helping leaders and your past and your certified sharing professional, a lot of cool things going on, but let's just start with you and just sharing your story of how you got into the role of culture and development director. Take me on the kind of journey that, that took you took you there. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. First of all, um, I get so excited talking about this kind of stuff. I just feel like my whole career path has been kind of serendipitous. So to, to be able to lay it out from beginning to end is, is always a treat for me. Um, so I went to WVU uh, in 2004. My only plan was to be in the marching band. I didn't really care what my major was going to be on the other end of that. I just wanted to play trombone for the pride. Like that's the only thing I wanted to do. But in the middle of that, um, I found I finally landed on broadcast journalism because it was the only program WVU had at the time that had video editing. And I'd been doing video with my dad for years. So um, I was like, yeah, I could probably do this. So I ended up doing um, local news at WVOI, which is Channel 12 in Clarksburg, West Virginia for three years. Um, I found that it didn't match my personality fantastically, really. Like I enjoyed doing the stories and the storytelling, um, but the hard news was hard for me to do. I wouldn't want to pressure people to be on TV. I wanted to support people and do the good stories, which is typically yeah. the opposite. People don't really like doing the fluff. They like giving the hard news. Um, and I found I really enjoyed doing uh, weather too, which is kind of funny because um, I get to do that a, a little bit. But when the job opened up at the city of Morgantown, where WBU is for the first public communications manager, I was like, this is what I was made for. This is gonna be awesome. So I was the first person to do social media for the city. We fixed up the website and changed that up, kind of brought that, um, brought that up to speed. I managed the government access channel. So I did all the airing of the local uh, or the public meetings, that kind of thing. Tried to really raise transparency and increase the conversation with um, the community, which was interesting because a lot of it was um, like, I don't wanna say half, probably a third of the population of Morgantown was only there for school. You know, the, 
summertime was real quiet in Morgantown. So there were a lot of people who weren't from West Virginia, weren't from Morgantown, who were living there, who you had to kind of educate along the way, like, welcome to our city. These are the things you're going to need to know. And um, that was a lot of fun. I loved educating people and um, welcoming them to, uh, to Morgantown. After that, I ended up moving to, oh, I forgot the degree. I, was, I knew that I would yes. need um, some sort of formal uh, training for communications. So I did the online integrated um, marketing communications program at WVU. Um, it was and just so everyone, lis everyone listening, West Virginia University, which is an yes. awesome school. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one of the first programs of its kind at WVU or in the nation really where they took digital um, formats and taught you how to do advertising through digital and marketing and public affairs and public communications, uh, public relations, that kind of thing. So it tied it all together for me. And I was like, this is great. So um, we went from working at WBOY, which had 14 counties of audience. Then I went to just Morgantown um, and its population, starting to have a little bit of back and forth. When I came to Cincinnati, after I got my degree, um, I worked for public relations for a firm downtown called Wordsworth for a little while, and the audience opened way back up. I was doing stuff for Verizon, for Great Parks of um, Great Parks of Cincinnati, so it was a, a public less... relations, more yes. public relate. Okay, exactly, more outgoing messaging, not so much incoming, and I kind of missed that um, that intimacy with my audience. Um, so I did that for a little bit, and ended up. Um, laid off for a time and at some point someone was like how are you doing and i'm like well um i'm working at a tanning salon i have a master's degree so i'm like itching to <laughs> were do you something. really yeah wow. i was she's like okay. my son does hr and he really needs some help you should give him a call so i called him up and i was like hey uh your mom told me to call you said you need some help i'm more than happy to jump on this bag bandwagon and that was my introduction to human relations or human resources resources that yeah. to me they're interact they're interchangeable those terms are um really i think there need to be more human relations with human resources and that's where i found myself there's a spectrum i think of human resources and that's the very administrative uh payroll and benefits side and then all the way to the culture and development side the interacting with the humans making it a better place to work what do you need as a person to make you feel secure in your job here how are your needs being met and how can we meet more of those so that you perform at a higher level for us right and i think um, most people look at human resources as like oh no that's only like if i'm getting rules, written up or yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like no like it could it could be a place that comes from culture and increasing your performance and giving you a better environment and making you feel supported right and that's mm -hmm. kind of what it sounds like you're you've 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 pushed the limits there well, I really found myself in those three and a half years I worked in that generalist position more on the side of the employees than the leadership. Most times it was like, well, guys, we aren't actually listening to what they have to say. And they're like, the employees are going to do this. And all they want is more money and places to nap in the middle of the day. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like, no, what they want is to hire two more people for their department. So they don't have to stay till nine o'clock at night to do their work. That's not too much to ask. I don't think, you know, so that's kind of where my mindset started to split off to there's more that we can be doing. Why aren't we listening so that these people are satisfied and work better for us? So I got kind of antsy um, and we had ended up actually using Touchstone 
merchandise group here in Mason, Ohio, as um, a place for us to get some of our apparel for our employees. Really? Like, okay. Can't we just like have some pride? Let's do some fun apparel stuff. So we came up here to Touchstone and I was here half an hour with David Mills walking us through the brand EQ system, how they treat their clients, how they get to know them first before giving them promotional stuff. I was here half an hour and I was like, I've got to work at this place. Like, this is what I want to do. I understand the branding and the marketing and the getting to the heart and soul of a of who a brand is so that their message can get across effectively. I was like, that just, oh my gosh, I lit up for the rest of the afternoon when I was here, where we were going through that brand EQ and they learned our why and connected us with the kind of people who work um, and who our brand ambassadors would be. And that made so much sense to me. So when I was starting to get antsy at my job, I, I wrote an email to our connection here, Andrew Backen, and I was like, hey, opportunity inside. And I included my resume because I thought maybe I'd get in on the marketing level. So he brought me in and um, I started talking about what I'd put at the top of my resume, the marketing, the branding, the public relations and stuff. And he's like, no, actually what, what we want is what's at the bottom of this resume, the employee engagement stuff. Talk to me about that. And I was almost speechless. It's like, well, what do you say when you're given your opportunity to have your dream job where your purpose has been seen, even though you buried it just to try to get into a place that's right. an incredible place to work already. So I, I was so happy that um, I'd gotten to make that connection because of COVID, it took me a year to get here. But um, in January, I was able to start here as the culture and development director. And now I get to champion this amazing culture that was already here when I got here. Um, for Derek Block, for Milzy, for the other folks that I get to work with here. And I just love making this a better place to work and really empowering our employees. That's awesome. Yeah, really, really cool. So it's like you, you were actually work, your other company was working with Touchstone and you got mm -hmm. there and you're like, holy smokes, this is amazing. <laughs> and then and then not only that, but when you went there and you interviewed, what they were most interested in is what you were uh was what you were most passionate about. So it was like a really good alignment basically, right? Yeah, I had no idea that they were actually looking for someone to do just culture and growth and development until I got here and they're like, you know, we see what you're saying, but you seem to have also a passion for this or you wouldn't have included it. Um, so I'm, I'm so glad we made that connection. I love it here. Awesome, good for you. So, so walk me <laughs> through, no, it's cool. And I like, okay, so how do I know Touchstone just, just so for all my audience here is oh, I actually yeah, spoke yeah. for their event like three years ago <laughs> and uh, I met Andrew and Derek and I was like, this is a, this company is awesome. I had a blast. Um, and, and, you know, so that's, that was how I was introduced to Touchstone, which was, which was really cool. So it's a really good company. They make, uh, they're basically can be your, your arm, your branding, your, all of your supply, your, your, your swag. Uh, oh, yeah. so all kinds oh, yeah. of cool stuff. Create um, and inspire brand interaction. That's what we do. Yeah. And they do it really, really well. And they, they have some big, big brands out there. So, um, so let's just talk about like, okay, so you've been in since January, talk me through <laughs> your, you know, how, what, what you perceive as as a strong culture or a winning culture what, what how do you describe it like the culture that you've been putting in place and what does that look like i think a strong culture is easy, kind of easily defined honestly i mean i've been at a place that didn't have a strong culture and there's one thing that made everybody leave after a couple of weeks because i onboarded 
employee after employee after employee and I'd get them excited about that company I worked for and then they'd end up leaving because reality did not match expectation what they Mm. were sold on when they came in was not what they experienced when they finally got down to it and were like okay it's time for you we've trained it's time for you to do your job and it's Mm. not what they were looking forward to it didn't meet expectations so so it's like one of those memes reality versus expectations (laughs) exactly (laughs) and i think when you um when you interview at a place and they they sell you on who they are and they try to get you to imagine yourself there and what you'd be doing and when you get here that's actually what you're doing and you find surprises along the way that you weren't told about that are good good things that you can get excited about and reality does match expectation after you get here. I think that's um, that's success in culture because not only are the people who are trying to get you on board with that company aligned with who the company really is, um, there's truth behind that. And you can stand behind it. The people that are sitting at the desk beside you feel the same way as the people who are trying to sell the company and run the company. Um, and I think that's a huge, really strong indicator. Um, I was really enthusiastic about starting here because of how um, how strongly Derek felt about the employees and making this a high-performing culture and how successful that he wanted to everybody to be. He's like... Um, Culture has been um, very important, especially the last 10 years for Derek, went through a little rough patch, but once that was over and he was able to start celebrating the, um, the goals and the wins that employees had along the way, he wanted to do that. And when he saw other companies like Defenders and Dave Lindsay um, having huge success because he was investing in his people um, and his people were growing, not his business, you know, and the more his people grew, the more his business grew. You invest in the people, they grow, your business grows it. And exponentially more than if you just invest in the business. Um, when Derek saw that that was working for Dave, he pulled that part in too. So he's got enthusiasm for how hard people want to work and celebrating um, those wins. And then also giving them time to sharpen their saw. The third part of that and the third layer below that is we're not just trying to build um, good salespeople or good customer service people. We're trying to build good humans, good parents, good family members, mm. people who are dedicated to their community and the, the smaller communities that they're in outside of here. We want to build leaders. Um, and we really um, invest in those resources to make sure people have that available. Now, granted, there are going to be different levels of enthusiasm around those kinds of things. Some people just want to show up and do their job because their passions lie outside of work. And that's okay. We can see that too, but you can't force people to participate in a culture of growth and development. You have to give them the opportunity to participate in that culture of growth and development. So just having it here, having it available and standing behind that choice to make those things available for employees is huge. It tells them when you're ready at your pace, when the time is right for you, we're ready to invest in you too. And some mm. people really lean into it. And we love, um, we love throwing our, our weight and our investments behind those types of people with, with leadership um, classes um, and things like that. So seeing the whole person is a huge part of empowering people to be the best version of themselves. Like you got to see the whole person for sure. A hundred percent. And that's something that that 
I've learned and my team has learned a lot is that it's not just about making them a better sales rep or a better developer or better client success rep. It's about making them better people, better humans um, in all areas. <clears throat> and you hit on something that really, really like is something that we believe so strongly. And it's just great hearing it from you. And it's like, it's not just about what is the employees or their team members you know, specific job goals, but what is it that they want? Like, what do they want in their life? Not just at work, but in general. And as leaders, how do we help them get that? Because that's what creates, you know, high performers. So like you, you mentioned the word high performers as well. Um, you know, what is, what is the end result for you in developing this culture? I mean, better, better people, but you know, what, what does that kind of look like as far as like, performance and, and yeah, just, let's just stay with that. Just perform okay. increasing performance. Sure. Well, I think that, um, nobody would contest that the last year has been hard for people in different ways. Some parts of our business were really successful last year and other parts it was really hard on because the, the companies that we have as clients no longer had, um, the spend to put into the fun things for their employees, like employee apparel and giveaways and things like that. So it, it hit our company in different ways. So that created a little bit of um, competition, maybe a little resentment because some de departments were like, uh, were getting celebrated all the time for how hard they were working and all the fruits that were coming back from it when other departments were working equally as hard, equally as dedicated to the cause, but just weren't coming up with as much fruit, not as much productivity on that end. Um, budgets, you know, not, not exceeding budgets as hard as they used to. So I think that creates a little bit of um, resentment. While things are starting to come back this year, we're starting to get a foothold. I think the success in the long term here would be getting to a part where we're celebrating each other instead of feeling that little bit of resentment. And I think that comes with being comfortable with the people that you work with. Um, sometimes if you don't know somebody, just like, just like responding to a customer service email where they've given you a blanket response and you're like, there's no human behind this. And there really is, you know, you get to know that person for two steps up the chain from you that your job impacts or their job impacts you and they're two steps, um, behind the chain for you. It's, if you get to know those people, um, you start to respect them and their jobs equally, like start to consider, well, maybe they're having other problems that are affecting the work that that they're doing for me so you know maybe I need to give a little bit more consideration or see what I can do to help so I think once we're once we're at a point where everybody is it's because everybody wants to be a high performer but making people a little bit more comfortable getting them a little bit more successful making them more confident gets us all to a place where we can celebrate each other on the same level um and there's a few different ways you do that. Of course, you've got to bring it to their, bring everyone's um, performance to everyone's attention. Like not, not saying, okay, this person is underperforming, but look what strides this department is making on a regular basis. Um, you've got to celebrate those little wins for people who haven't had wins for a long time. So it's, it's yeah. making that transparency across the board, but then also creating relationships with um, between each other. And continuing to do that too. And we do tons of things where we want to get people um, together and give them the time to get to know each other. So not just, we want everybody to get together. Let's have a book club or let's all do this true you class. It's like, um, 
Do you guys just want to go get a beer and talk? <laughs> like you're just talking about work when you're there anyway, you know, right. but it gives people a chance to be like, yes, we're on the same page. Or actually the, the way this is done could be improved if you do this and the right person hears it and those changes can be made. Like that's so exciting. So you've got to, while the little things seem silly, like, okay, well, they're just going to do a monthly happy hour again this time. It's like pr productivity comes out of that. Even if it just sounds silly and not everybody attends all the time, it's that opportunity. I could go if I wanted to also that creates uh, strength. So when people can feel confident um, in whatever progress they've made, even if it's small, and when people feel uh, comfortable with the people that they work with, um, the higher they can perform. And I think that comes back as exponentially when their basic needs are met and when you can make sure that you're, you know, that hitting that whole pyramid of needs as well. Yeah. So addressing the whole person also plays into that as well. And I think we're, we're well on our way to getting a good start on that working for touchdown. Awesome. Yeah. And I want to, I definitely want to dissect like where you were and where you are, but I want to, I want to, I want to hit on the wins for a second um, because I think there's a lot of um, leaders and organizations that want to do a better job of this. So how do you go about implementing like a, you know, a, I guess, I don't know if the word would be reward system or, um, you know, um, recognition system. Cause like, mm -hmm. you know, when you're talking and you ask people what they want, some people it's money, some people it's recognition, some people it's significance, some people it's, I have, two kids at home and I can vary so much. Exactly. So like, but there, there's a, there's still a large, a large population of people that really, 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 um, thrive off of recognition and rewards. And so, so you mentioned that celebrating wins, how do you, how do you go about implementing a system like that in an organization? Well, this is kind of interesting. I guess I, I just kind of was doing a few little unorganized things when I started and making sure that if anybody made, if anybody was the type of person who enjoyed recognition about hitting their goals and making those little strides, you know, I wanted to um, acknowledge that in some way. We have a workplace, which is basically Facebook for work, um, and we're actually really active on it. So anytime we have a fantastic client presentation or we have another win for our business or we get another client on that's celebrated on there not not just by me in particular I'm not trying to keep track of all of them but like we celebrate each other by doing that like someone was like you know what Elora did a fantastic job on her first presentation for this company and and everybody joins in on that kind of celebration um, another little thing I was doing was I do one-on-ones with each, with each of our employees each quarter kind of cycle through them so four times a year, at least I get to sit down with somebody and find out, um, first of all, what their dreams and goals are, and then how they're doing on those, help them come up with a goal plan. So when they reach those smaller goals, um, like we had an employee who's had a really rough time, husband's had some health issues. Um, mom lives with her and she just didn't have any time for herself, but you know what? She, she adopted a dog last week and that's something she's wanted to do for a long time. Well, I mean, gosh, darn, if I'm not going to celebrate that, you know, that's a big step. Look at what you did for yourself, you right. know, and I, I just love those little things. But then also we've had a monthly podcast where Derek got on and would talk about the progress, business progress for the week. But we're, um, we have this section of our business called Engage to Elevate. It's our rewards and recognition um, program. It's a, this business idea that we're 
just getting off the ground, we're using Touchstone as the demo for Engage to Elevate. And we do have a few uh, clients already on the move with them. Um, the idea of this is that um, Engage to Elevate is a service that you can purchase for your company where you set up metrics. And as those employees meet those metrics, they're rewarded with points and get to trade them for, um, for merch. It could be anything from not, not particularly like, here's a polo with your brand's name on it, but like there's a marketplace where you can go, you can get phones, refrigerators, jewelry, bags, apparel, Dang. electronics, things like that. So um, access to that marketplace is kind of available um, as a subscription. So it's easy for um, us to just have that to pull from. We don't have to organize that part. All we have to organize is help connecting, um, go reach out to a client, find out what goals that they have and what behaviors we can encourage or reward for them to reach those goals. For example, uh, Shakely HR wants more referrals for more clients. So they've got a small group of salespeople that they're working with and the more referrals they get, the more points they get to earn towards rewards. So we are trying to monetize an idea of rewards and recognition um, through a new arm of our business. We've been working on that about a year now, um, still trying to, or still ironing out ideas on the first couple of clients. So we're just, just starting to get that plane off the ground there. But um, it's another, another way that we're going to be rewarding our employees. You get rewards for, of course, you get the smaller, the, the smaller celebrations, birthdays, anniversaries, you're going to get points for those. We do continuous improvement here. We call it TMG Kaizen. Um, we love the idea of our, the people who are working um, on the jobs and finding things that don't work, fixing them themselves and coming up with those ideas. I mean, they know how to fix that stuff. And a lot of times they don't have the power to implement it. So if they start to implement their own um, processes and continually improve what they're doing, they get rewarded for that. If you attend um, growth and development sessions or book clubs, you'll get rewarded for that. Um, also meeting your own budgets, like personal, um, personal metrics and department metrics. If those are met, you'll get rewards for that. So we're starting to come up with like an organized way to reward people for, uh, participation in the culture too. Um, so it's kind of interesting. We're still working on it, um, getting it off the ground though. So, um, that's one way we're working to reward and incentivize that high performance. But that is it. Yeah, that's, or go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, that's okay. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to reiterate okay. that it's um, motivation is different for each person. So while you can do the rewards and recognition for a lot of people, um, some people thrive off of just that, that pat on the back and not being pointed out in front of everybody. So you got to be conscious about that the whole time right. you're working on that for sure. A hundred percent. Right. Like I, I like the points idea. It, it, you know, it's going to be good for a, a, a percentage, a, probably a high percentage of people, but not for everybody, but it's still really, yeah. really cool. And I'm just interested in wondering, like, how do you track it? Like, do, do your team members, like, if they did one of those things that you mentioned, do they go in and check a box and say, hey, I did that. And so that's how they get the points. Like, how do you track those things? Some of it would be manual entry. Like, for example, whatever I hold, um, a book club series right now we're going working through the seven habits of highly effective people um and we've got um we're through three weeks of eight if you attend five of the eight weeks you would get points and those types of one-off situations would be manually entered but then also it would pull from um like the google sheets that we keep metrics on um it would pull the data in if it meets a certain requirement or a certain um 
thresholds and they would get the points for it. So it's a combination of manual entry and, and automatic pulling from uh, data sets from other systems. Dude, that's awesome. Okay, love it. Um, I think the monthly <laughs> podcast, <laughs> yeah, I think the monthly podcast is cool too. Just like constantly getting direction on on where the mission of the company is. So that's pretty cool mm-hmm. that the owner's doing that. And I think a lot of people listening could, it's a very simple thing. It takes the leader of the organization, you know, 20 minutes a month. Um, but it gives a chance for for everybody on the team to know where where their head's at, what they're thinking, mm-hmm. where the direction is, what the mission is. So that's really, really cool. So here's, here's a question. Um, so you're building this culture, right? How, how do you get the team members to buy in, right? That, that's always a question that we get. So, so how do we get the, the mm-hmm. team to buy in? And um, I'm just curious as to your approach to that. Yeah, I would love to say pure enthusiasm, but it doesn't always work <laughs> like that. Um, I think that it takes seeing other people that the employees trust participating to also get that participation. For example, um, so social proof. Yeah. If your manager is taking the time to come to, um, a book club on their lunchtime, if you're seeing people you look up to and that you take notes from participating and reaping the rewards of participation, you're so much more likely to participate yourself. Um, and just like, each employee's got different motivations. Each leader has different levels of um, the different priorities. I'll say it that way. Some, some managers work really hard and their employees work really hard for them because they see that that's success and they're, um, they want that same success. Um, others priority is making sure that everybody's got a good relationship or that everyone is not stressed out. And, um, so they'll take the the hint from from those leaders and be like, okay, I see my leader helping take one small task off of their employees thing. Maybe I can do that for somebody else too. So I've got a few a few minutes here. Things aren't crazy today. What can I do to help the person sitting beside me? Um, so I think that that influence from the people that you work with, the people you're close to, is super important on gaining engagement. Um, and it works not only for engagement, but like work ethic, that high performing work ethic or um, treating each other like humans, you know? So I think that goes so far. Um, there's also the incentivizing with food, which works fantastic here also. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which food people want to know? Um, it's food trucks, red sesame food truck. Uh, they love the mix, nice. the, the Tex-Mex and the Asian mix. <laughs> I love doing that. Also potlucks. We had a Halloween potluck that was like the biggest spread I've ever seen here. So um, it's just, you can always incentivize with food. That's my take home tip for today. (laughs) Everybody loves food. (laughs) Okay. So here's my last question for you. Um, Mm -hmm. If you had, you know, let's say five team members leave the building today. um, And I asked them to describe the culture. How would they do that? What would they say? How would they describe the culture? Well, it was nothing they did. I was looking for something next for me is what I've heard from the last couple of people um, who have gone on. My dear friend uh, who I did, who was my co-host for the last podcast, um, 
he decided to take another job just shortly ago. And he's like, well, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't touchstone. It's just, it was that point in my life where I felt like I wanted to experience something new for myself. And I encourage, I mean, I'm, I can stand behind that. Like if, if you're ready to take the next step for you and it yeah. wasn't what we did, that's fantastic. What can I do to help? Like, you know, and I'm, I think that um, encouraging people from that standpoint, like what, what is best for you and how can we get you there? Even if it doesn't involve us in your future means so much to employees. Holy cow. They're like, are you serious? No, I, I will absolutely speak highly of you forever. You know what I mean? So I think that's huge. Um, I think that they would say the leader has an absolute fire in him for what we do and for the people who work here. Um, I think that they would say there were tons of opportunities for me to grow myself and either financially or as a parent or in my relationships or as a professional, as a leader, um, they provided those opportunities for us. And it was a lot of fun. Awesome. So it's all, so growth. If they, if we had to put yes. in one word, they care about my growth. That would be the, absolutely. that's amazing. And absolutely. so now, because you, because you did bring up that question, I got to ask you what's next for you. For me, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm doing my dream job. I was telling my dad, like, I, I didn't expect to, to find this, this easily. It just came to me. Like we came together, we met in a way that was no friction. Like it didn't have to try. It was just, this is where I ended up. So I don't even want to think about what's next for me personally, because I'm enjoying so much of what's next for the people that I work with and the people that I serve here. It's like, so what's, so, okay, so, okay, had, let me. Or go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Reserve it back up to me here. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to, let me serve it better. Um, so, so, so what's next for you in the development of the culture of the, of your team of, uh, of, yeah, of your team. Gotcha. Absolutely. Next here at Touchdown, we just did a survey with everybody for culture and development events. We have been doing pretty good at serving up what we think is best, but listening is such a huge part of servant leadership. And so that people feel heard and seen as individuals and not a body of employees. So we did a survey and of course, not everything I learned was what I expected, but you have to, like, that's what you have to use to feed back to the people, the people that answered the survey. Like, how long do you want your cl the classes to be what time of day is best i asked what are you curious about like and it didn't have to be just the business i got like ghosts aliens and space and the meaning of life like you get silly answers like that but that really it's it's not just what have i been doing okay now but what are you actually interested in so getting those personalized answers finding out what people really want to know about Turns out there are tons of people who are interested in where the business is going and that maybe that's not something we've done a great job of serving up like because we're so excited about what what we're doing on the daily basis to get the new client and this is what we've got to do today for them and this is who's on the horizon but turning around and telling everybody else so everybody can get excited is something we've been missing out on so now we know that we can do that too so my next um reorganization here of what we're doing going in the future in 2022 is to take what people have told us and act on that with a little bit of um of course you want to look outside a touchstone and see who else is doing good things too but you've got to center what you're doing around what what people are hungry for and that's they want to know more about the business yeah they still want to focus on themselves but here are those particular things like 
personal finance and parenting are two big things that came up in that survey. So we can focus more on those. Um, making it a two-way street, more of a conversation about what they want this culture to be um, is where we're headed next year. Awesome. Really, really like it. Cool. Um, so uh, I, I have to say it was really, really valuable. And all the information you provided, I think there's there's people that can take away from this, whether it's performance, leadership, or culture. So um, thank you so much for your time and sharing this information. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Awesome. I had a blast. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Next Play Podcast. If you liked the show, make sure to leave us a review. For more resources, visit RelentlessUniversity.com or download the free Relentless University app. And if you're interested in having me speak at your next event, visit RelentlessRitchie.com. Until next time.